Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It is very important to do your own research analysis before making any investment based on your personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our website or podcast and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. Let me ask you something, man. Don't stop. I'm not finished yet. Do you ever ask yourself? Don't stop. I'm not when finished When are they ever going to stop? Do you ever ask yourself? When those bad boys are going to stop making all that money? What's up, my future one percenters? This is Marathon Money brought to you by MarathonMoney.com. I'm Cam Jones, the prince of the stock market, a.k.a. your favorite billionaire, favorite thousandaire. And you know who I'm with. The coin machine, Kenny Coins. What up? Man, what up? What up? Whew. It was a good day, man. Good day to make this bread, make this bag. <laughs> good day. It is, it is. I mean, I'm just happy that like those that that um March and April period in the stock market is over. And it seems like, you know, we started coming back a little bit. I know we did. Um, Is that a new thing, that March and April period because of 2020? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I just two think years that, in a row. <laughs> well, I think that the first year, 2020, was yeah, yeah. obviously coronavirus. And then the sec this year, I think it was just everyone was up so much from 2020. At some point, you got to take your money off the table. Yeah, you do. That's um, no dice. And it's still up. To tell you the truth, yeah, it's still up. You know the Nasdaq, uh, man. It's it's not a, the all time high is fourteen thousand two hundred eleven dollars, and it's sitting at fourteen thousand sixty nine. It looks like it's kind of struggling to get back to the all time high, but I think it can do it. I'm looking on my RSI. I mean, on my uh, stochastic, it's it's over overbought. But if I look back in history from November. All the way up until, um, you know, March or into February, it was overbought for that whole time. And now it's just kind of starting to get overbought, like in June, early June, it just started to get overbought. So if it did another run like that, what was that, you know, four month run from November to basically March, three or four month run overbought. Um, you know, if we could do something like that again, I'm pretty sure everybody's gonna be pretty happy. Yeah, of course, of course, man. Um, it's a, it's 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 a it's a weird time. I want to say this is a weird time because crypto is extremely down. Crypto is down. Uh, down extremely. Um, I don't know because we were so high, it just feels like the worst. Um, but at the end of the day, if you look over the overall year, 52 weeks, we are extremely up. It just, I think majority of the people got it at the tail end of the games. Yeah. Yeah. So you see, if you don't get in before the 50, more than 50%, you get in the last 50%, you tend to, you tend to get hurt. Yeah. And that's one thing we got to get better at just as like 
overall investors is identifying when to get in. Like a lot of people, when you see that stuff that happened in March and April with the NASDAQ going down or all the tech stocks going down, you know, no one wanted to touch them, but that's the time to buy. You know, you don't really want to buy it when everybody's like Dogecoin, you know, it's, it's a dollar right now. And it went from, you know, half a cent to a dollar. Now you buying it at 90 cent. Like that's not, can it go up? It, still it can, but you missed the move. The move, you missed it. Um, so I think that a lot of people, they come in, the reason why they come in too late is because they come in when, when the when the hype is around it, when the hype is around it, it's already made the move. You're not in it. That's pretty much it. And so, like right now, you saying like, "Yo, crypto's down." I'm looking at a couple cryptos, you know, that's down a lot, and I'm like, "Yo, you know, I should I should get in some of these because, you know, when stuff comes back up or you know it gets hyped up again, those are gonna spike." Uh, I see a correlation between the stock market and crypto. I think that because you know how like there's a correlation between gold and the stock market. Like if gold is up, the stock market is down. If gold is down, the stock market is up. Yeah, no, no, of course. Um, I think a lot of people starting to use crypto as a hedge. I'm starting to realize that. Right, right. Um, a lot of people starting to use crypto as a hedge, and then after that, when crypto is down, they're starting to use the stock market as a hedge, um, just like they did back in the day, commodity with gold. But the thing about it is, there's there's a lot more cryptocurrency out there than what they used to be commodity: gold, silver, bronze, yeah, yeah, copper. It, it, it on, there's only so many elements. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so many um, commodities is, uh, that you can hold that's actually out there. Crypto has so many different uh, currencies out there. Um, who knows if 10, 15 years, that's really going to be the hedge you want to be in um, because the, the, it's actually expanding a lot. And every day Coinbase is adding new listings mm-hmm. um, every day. It seems like there's, it's a lot easier to create tokens. Right, I think that that kind of hurts crypto overall. It's it's too easy to create anything. You know, you got some of these other ones out here that is uh, got some names that is just ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And people buying them, but you can't really. The thing about it is, you can't tell somebody what to buy or what you shouldn't buy because, like I always say, man, you can make money on some, on a bad investment. And if you like, yo, no, nah, don't buy um, Dogecoin. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, man, that ain't that ain't real. Maybe it's not, but if people keep buying it, it's going up. You can make money off of it. You know, so it's all about timing. And after you get your timing down, you got to be disciplined enough to to um, be honest with yourself. Like, yo, is this really going to? you know, $8 or whatever tomorrow or some short time frame, most likely no, you know, so if you got a significant amount of money that you made in a short period of time, then you take that profit. Uh, but a lot of people, the mistake is they stay in too, 
too long and then the stock starts to come down perfect example that is amc man it's so hard to tell nowadays because here's the thing with amc it was just down at 41 this week this past week it was down 41 like thursday yeah (laughs) prove my point and then uh, it's back up to 49 40 and then that's what makes it hard because when you're amc is really the truly tell you the truth amc is not a good example but it's a good example Mm -hmm. it's it's all comes down to this are you gonna take a shot and to the point where it's like everybody's talking about AMC is gonna be at a hundred, two hundred, and then you got the crazy people saying it's gonna be at a thousand. Hold up, I know last week I think it was a Marathon Money Plus we were talking about AMC and if it went to a thousand, and the number was so big we couldn't even get the number yeah. correct. I did the actual math. Whoever, it, it's five hundred, yeah. five hundred trillion dollars they would be worth at a thousand dollars. Yeah, we 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 were right because that's what we said. <laughs> oh, I thought you said five trillion. <laughs> Oh, it's five hundred trillion. It's five hundred trillion. Oh yeah, I've said that, that. Keep smoking crack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, dog. That ain't happening. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't happening, man. I a hundred, two hundred. I got you. Yes. I yeah, I can that. see. I can see it going to a hundred. Maybe, maybe two hundred. Maybe. You know, I mean, it's got to have some real buyers there. I don't think you're going to find the buyers over $100 to push it to two, but it could get there. It, that's what it can. But people are not looking at float shares. People are not looking at outstanding shares. They're not. Like GameStop could go to 1000 The shares are not big. Right. I, GameStop can't. GameStop is one that can go to 1000 You People need to look at those stuff. It it makes it a realistic trade because then you don't get unrealistic. Right, right. You know what I mean? You need to look at those things. I think a lot of people don't look at that and say, okay, look at the industry. There's no way. There's just not enough room. Yeah. I mean, from a logical standpoint, you're right. But in the, if I want to just you know, play the other side of it. If you have enough buyers, like if there's still people that want to buy it at $500, like a ton of people, which is not likely, you're not going to have that many people that's going to buy that this. That creates such a volatile environment. It could, it could, but the problem that is this. It could, it will. The, the, the Cam, problem, I'm telling you. It'll, $500, $600, I promise you that it will be so volatile, it'll be $100 moves every day. Yeah. <laughs> Every day will be a hundred dollars. <laughs> well, hold on. Listen, it can't. It won't get that high because of this. Retail is the one that's running it up. Retail doesn't have any money, so once it gets AMC was perfect and GameStop was perfect, even though they still kind of hovering or GameStop is still kind of hovering a little bit high for retail. What I'm trying to say is. When people started getting into AMC, it was like five, six dollars, twenty dollars. That's affordable to somebody that's trying to invest. You know, you can get if if somebody's trying to if somebody has five hundred dollars to invest, you can get some 
shares for 20 bucks. You can get like one or two shares of GameStop. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to say is as AMC gets higher in price, you're not going to have the same amount of buyers there because they're going to look at it. Like what you just said, yo, you're not paying attention to float shares, outstanding shares. So they're not playing, paying attention to anything important in the stock market. They're just looking at price. So they see the and price at, at, at $100. They ain't buying it. They don't have the that, money. Yo, you 100% correct. And that's the reason why I was telling you before is that when you get to when you get to that point where like okay we're not looking at all those requirements you build an unrealistic thought process yeah i i truly believe if we counted for outstanding shares we counted for float shares we counted for short interests i think a lot of people will make their trades will be 20 to 30% better i won't say 50 I'll say 20, 30% better. Yeah, they'll because be better. They'll be better, though. They'll be better because then you'll say, okay, this this company has half a million, half a billion dollars, half a billion outstanding shares. We're at eight bucks. The market cap is 800 million. Right. All right. We can go to $20. Right. That is reasonable. That's more than reasonable, depending on what the business is. You get what I'm saying? Depending on what the business is, if you start making trades like that, you will more likely win every time. Eight out of ten times, you'll more likely win. You'll more likely have a successful trade. What happens is you get people that says we're going to a thousand, then you get the majority who don't know anything about stocks, and then they all jump in thinking they, oh, I'm going to buy this at 49. It goes to 100. Oh, I can't sell. It's going to 1,000. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then, and, hey, and then if it goes to 1,000, they're like, I can't sell. It's going to 2,000. <laughs> yeah, because they're just going to keep bumping it up. <laughs> and then what ends up happening is that they don't have those realistic parameters. Mm -hmm. That's why most, yo, majority, five out of 10 trades fail because of that. I think more more i don't know the actual number but it seemed like more trades yeah. fail for people i think that they're yeah. always up i think people always at some point are up they just don't take the profit you know what i mean you gotta at some point you know i'm a big part of never sell but i know the outstanding shares i know the float shares i know when they're i know if i bought something at five dollars and it's it's 45 bucks and they're at 20 20 billion and the entire whole Industry is only fifty billion. Yo, it's time to go. Yeah, <laughs> it's time to go. You made your money. It's time to go. There's a difference, you know. What I mean, most people they just keep like Cam said, raising the bar. Once it gets, to, even if it does get to a thousand, you're just gonna raise it to two thousand. Yep. Yeah. Raise it to 2, <laughs> so we're gonna have a quadrillion thousand. <laughs> Hey, a movie theater's worth a quadrillion dollars <laughs> that people barely go to. You can, we have premium access for twenty dollars now. So you're gonna, you have a family of five, right? So you're gonna pay twenty dollars per person when you can come home and sit there watching twenty bucks. You're gonna pay a hundred dollars plus food plus all the stuff you have to, you have to buy. It's just not gonna, it's not gonna happen. You're gonna pay the twenty dollars at home and each popcorn for less than 30 bucks right i think that the moral of the story is be realistic and take your profit
Yeah, be yo, take it. We're the like I said this in the chat when somebody said, Oh, because I started selling the airlines. Mm-hmm. Airlines and the cruises. It was time, bro, because I got them cheap, and this is the part where most companies starts to mess up. Definitely when they have a run up for like, oh, it's, it's fact. It's fact. I don't know what happens, but when a company like runs up, when their stock prices run up 150%, a lot of the C level executives start selling. It really does. You know what I mean? It, like, that's why we said it. If GameStop C level executive did not sell around three to $400, then I do not know what to tell you. Because if it was me and Cam, the moment that they touch two fifty, we yeah. sell it all a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> it may not even have got the two hundred for me. I would have been. <laughs> we gone. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So like, I know. So I started selling my airline and the cruises. So I I get to the point where like you got to know. And somebody said in the chat, "Well, oh, never sell doesn't mean never." No, it. What I mean by never sell is kind of to the point where it's like okay. I know where the growth is. Once you get to a certain percentage, you do got to get out. But the market conditions has changed. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The market condition, the market is not the same be- before the pandemic. It's a whole different market. There's a whole different set of traders. There's a whole different set of investors. The, the market is not the same. Stocks are running up 30, 50, 60, 80, 100%, 120%. You know what I mean? And coming down 50. So at some point, you got to change with the market conditions and say like, yo, I'm not going to sit here, watch this thing go 120% and then only take 50% profit. Right. Got to be got to be flexible. Got to change. Like gotta, you said, got to change, change, change with the market conditions. You got to change. And that's why some of these old heads are getting unhappy. Yeah. Because they, they want the, they want the, once it gets to 100%, they want it to stay there. That's what it used to be. It used to take five years to get 100% gains. And then <laughs> and that's what they want. But now it's happening in a week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, if you bought AMC at $41 and you sold it at $49, you made hella good profit. Um, I'm going to... My bad, go ahead. I do got one question, man. What do you think about this G7? the G, the uh meeting yeah uh i don't really know what's coming out of it you know um you know they do it every year or i don't know every couple of years or something uh I, it, it, I think that a bunch of general stuff comes out of it they could do this on a zoom call you know they ain't, they ain't doing nothing and set it on a middle of an island that they think nobody knows where it is <laughs> They, I mean, they ain't doing nothing. They over there talking to each other. Like, I can talk to you. I don't have to talk to you, like, face-to-face. Yeah. You know? They're not, yeah. and they're nothing, nothing. They go to G7 every year. What happens after G7? Nothing. What what actions are taken? Yeah, nothing, nothing. So yeah. why, you know, it doesn't even matter. Hey, you got to ask yourself, after a meeting with the government, you got to ask yourself, what actions are taken? What came out of that meeting? <laughs> that you guys talked about that's actually like real life today. Right. That's what we, as people of a country, that's what we need to be asking. Like, they'll be like, you know, I talked to um, whoever, the leader, the prime minister of 
Minnesota. <laughs> and he said that if we don't slap sanctions on them, then we will lower our tariffs. And, you know, it's just it's just like, yo, this doesn't. I know I gave a dumb example trying to be funny, saying like Minnesota. But um, if you are in another country and then they're talking about this, us here as Americans, we don't care. Like that doesn't that. I mean, I guess you could you could run numbers like, oh, it does affect you by your how you spend money all throughout the year. You know, if they did raise the tariff, you know, you'd be paying X amount. Like, okay, you're right. But overall, in general, nothing is going on. Nothing, nothing really affects us. No, that's true. That's true. No, I'm just asking because you see it every year, and I feel like nothing, like you said, nothing comes out of it. So I'm kind of just like, you know. And then China said a small group because he said something about a small group can't run the world. So I was like, I was like, I'll bring it up, see what, see what said. Because I don't know what, I actually don't know squat about it. Because nothing to me, there's not, there, nobody ever says because of the G7 meeting we're not doing this. <laughs> nobody ever says that. The I G- just see, a, I just see a G7 meeting. That's it. The G7 meeting is a way for all the world leaders to talk to Russia. That's every it. time you see G7, every year, Yo, I got the main, the main focus or the main person they talk about is Putin. Putin's there. Putin. This person's gonna meet with Putin tomorrow at six. This person's gonna meet with Putin. It's just like every year. It's like he's the main focus every every G seven. And Kim Jong Un, I th- I think he doesn't attend, but I think he went. Was it when? Yeah, I think he went one time when Trump was there. I think yeah. I can't remember. He said, "Man, man, say he liked Trump." And that's the only one that publicly said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not surprised but the thing about it we yo it's i want to know bro is cool really that scary bro like we act like this man this man is like super super scary uh i, I mean we don't know you know we're not over there in russia you know it's yeah. a lot of people you know you look at no, I was about, <laughs> my examples are bad today i'm not gonna use that one uh <laughs> yo let me ask this last question man Inflation, bro. Everybody's talking about it. They're saying that inflation is a big risk for stock investors. It always is. I mean, that's always been. So what's up with this June 16 inflation's coming, all this stuff? I don't think anybody can put a hard date on inflation. You know what I'm saying? I'm hearing all this stuff like, oh, pay attention. Inflation's at like 70%. I'm like, yo, what? Yeah, I, I think that if I, I think that, every year, when, when was it? When were we at seventy? Yeah, I, I think inflation, kind of, in general, already happened. I mean, if you're trying to put a date on something, yeah. um, if you just go back and look at like pre-pandemic prices of things to prices of things now, you know, stuff is inflated. Tesla just raised the prices of their cars a couple of weeks ago because of. Um, you know shortages and things like that so the, i forgot the percentage that the prices went up on the cars but you know they're more expensive i think i read an article said cars in general are 12 percent more expensive now than they were before the pandemic oh so i mean it's already happening i think you see like with gas gas prices going up a little bit it's not absolutely terrible but it's 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 been up but 
but also inflation helps stocks also. To Man, me, I heard six. I heard sixty years ago that gas was like fifty cents. Yeah, I mean, it would, yeah, my dad was what? buying gas for like you know, my dad was buying gas for like you know seventeen cents. I got gas before when I was sixteen. I got gas before at fifty nine cents. And the lowest I ever got gas was was ninety eight cents. Right, the lowest I ever got gas after nine eleven. Gas shot up, and it never came back down. Because people, you know what I think? I think the people that just sell it just don't want it to come back down. Because the profit margin so big, because it was like, oh, it's already up there, just leave it. People are used to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, that's what I think happens. And then we blame it on inflation. But the truth is, I think it's just us. We make we make things expensive. We People don't understand. We got the power to control a lot. You just have to control your spending. Yeah, we do. So you if, you, if you didn't buy um, gas, right? And that's that's easy to say, hard to do. Yeah. So you need a car to get around. Not everybody out here driving electric cars. Um, but if you if you were like, yo, you know, I'm not gonna buy gas, and you get a whole bunch of people to not buy gas and the price will end up coming down because there's no demand for it the same thing that you were talking about earlier in this in this podcast about um float shares outstanding shares and stuff like that people don't understand that's just supply and demand the less supply you have and the more demand you have the more that the stock price or the price of anything is gonna run up you know what i'm saying if we only if we came out with marathon money Super Bowl rings, and we only made one, right, in the whole world, and a million people wanted to buy that ring. Well, then the demand for it is high, and the supply is low, so the price of the ring is going to be super high. It's the same thing with with stocks. The more, yeah. the more shares you got out there, and you don't have demand for it, nobody's interested, then the stock price goes down. And it's the same thing with gas or anything else. You know, why are Jordans 200 some dollars? Because people, the demand is high for them. And they they only produce a limited amount of them. Of the same shoe. Of the same shoe. Only, pr- <laughs> only, only produce a limited amount. And it's it's no. way more people that want to buy it than it is that they produce. No, I completely understand that. And that's something we need. But I'm just saying it's just. It's starting to get to the point where it's just like, yo, things are getting super expensive. And we're obviously we're not going back to the eras where we paying a dollar for this, a dollar for that. Those eras are gone. Yeah, that stuff is over. I mean, you don't see people from the 40s and stuff talking about, you know, I used to buy a Reese cup for 10 cents. Like, I mean, stuff, that's what happened. You know, over time, stuff adjusts. With yeah. with people's living spending wages or and, no, I don't know about living wages getting adjusted, but spending habits, spending habit or you know people yeah. do end up making more money. I mean, you make more money today than you did in you of know course. the thirties yeah. or something. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like over time, yeah. no, I get what you're saying. I just feel like 
a lot of it, like you said, if there's only one Super Bowl ring, a million people want it. I feel like, like you said it a little bit earlier, like we control it. If we stop buying all this, the the prices will go down. Right. Now it's it's you know easier I mean? said than done. You know, what I'm saying it's easier said right. than done. But it is true. If you could get a lot of people together and be like, "Yo, we ain't gonna do this," because you want to bring the price down, you could. I mean, is that legal? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's not legal with stock. I'm pretty sure you can do it with like a product, but it's, it's not legal if you wanted to do that with with stocks. That's manipulation. But the the government did say that June 10th, the cost of living surges in May drove the price of inflation to a 13 year high of five percent. You know what people don't understand about inflation and things over time like interest rates and stuff like some people be like man i can i bought my parents bought a house for seventy thousand dollars three thousand square feet house seventy thousand dollars in the 1980s but man you know how much the interest rates were in 1980 it was like 24 percent so on a seventy thousand dollar house you paying a thousand three hundred dollars on it can you imagine that it all they did was made the house more expensive, and then lowered lowered the interest, the interest rate. Right, right. Yeah, that's all they did. They just did it backwards, and a lot of people don't understand that. Um, taxes used to be seventy, eighty percent. Yeah, <laughs> people didn't know that taxes used to be seventy, eighty percent. And you know, I don't know, but I bet if we did the research on this, that's probably why you could get a candy bar at ten cents. How you gonna yeah. pay for a candy? How you gonna pay two dollars for a candy bar, but they taxing you eighty percent? That means for every dollar you work for, you only get to keep twenty cents. How can the prices of today? How do the prices can of today? So all they did was that? lower taxes. All they did was lower taxes and raise product, raise prices. On raise the price, right? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Lower the tax. Same thing with the housing thing. House used to cost so cheap, but the interest rate was so high. <laughs> the interest rate that was you were ridiculous. paying, you were paying exactly what you were paying today for a house. You was paying a thousand dollars. People don't under people don't understand that. They all they know is the price of this house was seventy thousand, but the price of this house now is three hundred thousand, which they are correct, but they're not taking it into account, right? You know, right now. No, you can get an interest rate for two point five percent. That's yeah. basically free. The average, the average interest rate, people don't know across the board. It's the highest is really only four point seven percent. That's the average. That's if you got some. For, that's if your credit score is like a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> like low, but that's what people don't realize. The, the like. A medium credit score, the medium um interest rate is really between two point three and three. It's really not that high for thirty years. It's really not that high. They everything is what it used to be in the thirties, and what's now is just backwards. The house are more expensive. You get a lower interest rate. In the thirties, the houses were cheap, high interest rate, and you still paid the same amount. Yeah, <laughs> actually, you probably paid more with that interest rate. You probably you know pay I mean? more. So but that's it's crazy. It's crazy. Um Yeah, that is crazy. I didn't think about it like that. 
That's why that's why marathon money is here, man. We try to get people to think a little bit differently about that money. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta gotta start looking into those outstanding shares. You gotta start looking into those float shares. They'll really put your portfolio on a different level because you'll make better trading decisions. Trust me. Trust me. You won't even be in some of these stocks that you're in once you start looking at that. You'll be just like, yo, some of this stuff is ain't realistic. Right, right. Um, so man, we over here pushing it over the thirty minute mark. Um, so uh, make sure y'all join us on Marathon Money Plus. After this, we're gonna be going over our stock picks for the year on Marathon Money Plus. Um, so uh, you can find me anywhere at Camboni one one C A M B O N I one one. Instagram, Twitter, um, Snapchat, anything. It's always the same. And uh, thank y'all for the support. And where can they find you, Kenny? Oh, KennyCon23 on Instagram. Kendrick Con 2 ends in the middle on Twitter. And we appreciate the love. Everybody shouting us out on Twitter. And yo, keep listening. Tell a friend that tells a friend that tells a friend. And if he doesn't tell a friend, he's a hater. I'm just playing. <laughs> but uh, peace. Peace.